Tom. This is Nolan. All right, we're gonna, here to talk about Atonement, chapters 5 through 9. I'll start it off. So, in chapter 5, Bryony quits her play because she was frustrated. Do you think there was an ego problem when it came to the play? Why? Stole her part, and I think that just kind of affected her feelings for the rest of the play. Things That's a good point. Started to move on her way, and then they decided to move. And I kind of think, like, the whole purpose of her doing the play is because she thought she would be in control of everything and she could, like, be the star because she wrote the play and she could, like, give out the parts. But Lola kind of, like, assigned herself a part that she didn't even want, but she took it just so she could be in control. Kind of made her mad, and then the fact that the twins didn't want to do it at all. I kind of just like threw her off. That's a good point. All right. So uh, second question is, could could Bryony have made the play more enjoyable for herself if she was nicer to the actors? And would the play still be going on? Um, I don't think so because I think again she was all about control, and even if she was nice, like if they still didn't listen to her and she was nice, it still would have threw her off. Um, and then I think a big part of the problem was the play was bad, so like, oh, yeah. they didn't want to be there because the play was bad in itself, but, yeah, her being nicer, if she was being nicer, that means Lola probably would have just walked over her the entire time, and she's kind of in control for too. Do you, you guys remember how uh, she wanted her brother to really like the play? Yeah. What do you think's going to happen now that the play's done? She won't really care about the play anymore because of what's happening with Cecilia and Robin. I do feel like the play just kind of. I feel like she might try to look for like something else to make her brother happy. Since like the play isn't gonna do it. Those are good points. All right, uh, chapter six. In chapter six, Emily Taos thinks about Bryony being withdrawn and how she wants another kid. Why, why would she want another kid when it seems like she sort of hates her kids and just rants about them? I don't think she hates her kids. She, like... Well, all she, she does is complain like about them. But, like, she's, like, really caring about Bryony and wants to show for her. And, like, she misses when Bryony was a child so she could take care of her. So I think she just wants that feeling again. Wants to like give attention to something. Yeah, I think she. I think she kind of has the control freak trait that everybody in the family has, and then like part of it, I think it's that like she realizes like Leon is not ambitious. He doesn't do anything with his life, but he's like super nice. Bryony's really like controlling, and she doesn't know anything about the real world. And then she thinks Cecilia is like ruining her life because she smokes, and yeah. she is uneducated. Yeah. So, like, I think she, maybe she wants another kid because she has another chance and maybe she knows what to do now. Like, that could be part of it. Cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, the second one is Emily Towell seems to, or seems so uninvolved in her children's lives, so why do you think she rants so much about her kids? Like I'm saying, like, it seems like she doesn't even know what's going on with Cecilia, but she still hates her. Um, I think she can, like, hear all the conversations like throughout the chapter she was like describing what's happening because she could hear all around her 
So I think that's how she knows, like, how they act and how they are. So if she's, like, snooping around, you're saying? It's more like... The teachers at this school? Yeah. Um, I think part of that is, like... I think she's jealous because she doesn't have that relationship with her kids. That, like, like her... Ryoni, she just, like, says yes to everything she does. But, like, Cecilia, they don't really have, like, a close relationship. It doesn't seem like it, at least. So, I mean, I think that might just be, like, partly her sad because she doesn't have a good relationship with her kids. That's all I got. Yeah, so in Chapter 7, you have Ryoni, and she's, like, in the field slashing the nettles. She's like having a daydream pretty much about her being the best nettle slasher of all time because she's officially like giving up on plays. And she sees Leon passing by her. She like kind of ignores him because she's like so in the zone. And the questions I got from that were that in these chapters or in chapter seven, Bryony slips out of her daydream of being the best nettle slasher in the world and she's kind of broken in a way. And is this her first taste of real life? And do you think it was this failure that made her realize everything doesn't go her way in life? Yeah, definitely. Because remember earlier in the chapters when she saw Robbie and Cecilia messing around and she thought that was like, the first glimpse into adulthood? Yeah. Then this is like sort of her first glimpse into adulthood. Because she's like, oh, life sucks. She's got to deal with it. Yeah, she was, like, so sheltered as a kid that, like, she's just now realizing, like, the reality of things. Yeah, she's so entitled. Yeah. yeah. Um, then my next question was, Brioni ignored Leon when he first approached her as she was so focused on being the best flash, slasher she could be. Do you think that she will end up being withdrawn from society due to the fact that she tends to ignore things and live in her own world? And is a habit like that hard to break? Or is a habit like that breakable? And if so, how do you break it? Um, I don't think she'll become detached from society, but like, I think she'll actually be more aware of what goes on around her and like really seeing things for how they are or how she thinks they are. Yeah, definitely for how she thinks, not for how they are. Because yeah. she's like, she's so full of herself, like even. She's looking at her hand, and she's like, am I the only one with a conscience? Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, how rich am I? How rich am I? And they're worthy. I don't realize any of that stuff. So that habit, too, is not going to be breakable for her. Or maybe it will be, but the problem is she's just too snobby and doesn't really want to change and doesn't take any credit for her own wrongdoing. I feel like the only way that habit could, like, break is if she gets, like, a completely different setting where she's, like, yeah. nobody and she has to, like, do everything for herself. Yeah. But at the same time, she might just, like, shut down if that happens. Like, Lonzo Ball, he goes to the Pelicans. Exactly. Changes scenery, but it may be bad or it may be great. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. In Chapter 8, Robbie is struggling with his feelings for Cecilia. Bobby reveals that the story about his parents' separation. Do you think this could be why he's so afraid of love with Cecilia? Do you think he's afraid to mess up like his father did and why? Wait, what did his father do again? His father, I think, cheated on him. 
Oh yeah, and that's like Cecilia's dad's like paying for him or something that to go to college. Can you just re-say the first part of the question? Um, all of you is the story about his parents' separation. Do you think this could be why he's so afraid to be in love with Cecilia? Do you think he would have been upset? Yeah, because he has like no confidence or he's like he's full of insecurity. You know, he doesn't want to go talk to her, he's like too nervous and she sort of gives off a bad vibe to begin with. You know, so it's just tough, and then also the parents did not help at all. Yeah, like you can tell he likes her, but he's just like scared, and she's kind of scary. Like she's like she's super like confident in herself, and he's just like I don't really know what to do. And he ends up messing up, and then he feels really bad about messing up. And yeah. The color yellow is highlighted a lot throughout this chapter. The color yellow symbolizes clarity and cowardice. How do you think these two traits relate to Robbie? And why? Is this the one where he said that no? Yeah. All right, well, the yellow, the clarity is like, so he wanted to send the right note, right? But that wasn't like full of his true feelings. So he sent the nasty note by accident. So that yellow is like clarity in mind, sort of. And then the cowardly one is like, he's too afraid to tell Cecilia how he actually feels. Yeah, exactly. Like, he sends that note, or he writes that note, and he's just like, I can't ever show anyone that because that's kind of gross. And like, <laughs> then when he sends it to her, he basically has like a breakdown and doesn't even know what to say because, like, yeah, he just expresses true feelings, which he should have the entire time. And it was ironic too because she like ended up liking the note and liking him even more. Exactly. She sees the note and falls in love. In chapter 9, Cecilia struggles with picking out what to wear. Finally, she decides on a green dress. The color green symbolizes renewal and growth. How do you think these relate to her feelings for Robbie? I think she, like, well, first her, like, not being able to decide what dress she wanted to wear was, like, she made it seem like she wasn't trying to impress Robbie, but she she really was. She was trying to look good for him. And that, like, that color green, like, letter, it felt like it was her breaking out of her little shell of, like, denying that she wants to be with Robbie. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to be a new person, and I'm ready to try and make this work. Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't she keep changing? Yeah. Yeah, less stinks for her. Because she didn't realize she wanted to impress him, right? Yeah. At the end of chapter 9, Brian hands the letter to Cecilia, but the seal is open. Do you think Brian read the letter? If yes, what do you think she'll do with that information? Do you think it'll drastically change Oh, definitely she read it. Because remember Cecilia kept trying to ask her and she wouldn't respond? Yeah, she really said to me. Yeah, there's no way. Like, if I was a little kid, I'd read that too, you know? <laughs> she, yeah, she definitely read that letter and she's probably, like, mind-blown because she has, like no real understanding for what any of that means and this is like this is a real taste of reality and adulthood so she's probably like and now she's probably thinking about like when uh, Cecilia dove in the waterfall for her piece of the pot she's probably like it's probably all kind of making sense to her but it's not at the same time because she doesn't get it really.